It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Jeff Pelletier. The purpose of our podcast is a simple question. Why is Israel important? Over the next many episodes, my partner Neil Johnson and I will seek to answer this question. There are just barely over 14 million descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the world today, and about five and a half million of them live in Israel. The rest are scattered across and among the nations. For the sake of our podcast, Israel is both a country and a people. Welcome back, folks, to Israel. Why is the Middle East important? Neil and I are both here, and we're going to talk today about uh, a subject that we think is timely for the present day, also great for an understanding of the history of uh, Judaism and the church as well. Neil, I want to ask you a question to start off the, the show here. Uh, how, how long would it take to reestablish uh, temple temple service? Okay, a great question. You warned me you were probably going to launch this at me, <laughs> and I have read, uh-huh. although you would have disagreement because uh-huh. everything has yeah. agreement or yeah. disagreement to yeah. it uh, when it pertains to spiritual matters, yes. that an actual sacrifice, uh-huh. to do a sacrifice, uh-huh. could be done from the moment they were given the green light in under 30 minutes. Wow. They would be ready to perform the service in less than 30 minutes. They would be ready to do it. Right. Like the service may take longer itself. Correct. And we're not talking about building a temple. We're talking about making it kosher, bringing up the the correct tent or whatever, an altar kind of apparatus. I have read 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Okay. So uh, that's, that's very, very interesting. But there's something preventing them from actually doing that, isn't there? Well, there's a number of things preventing them. There's politicalities right mm-hmm. now. There's mm-hmm. something on the Temple mm-hmm. Mount that's uh, in direct opposition mm-hmm. to right. uh, Temple service, yeah. and that is uh, the Al-Aqsa Mosque and the Dome of the Rock are yeah. sitting up there. Sitting right there, yeah. The, the Muslim uh, walk controls it, so yeah. that's the, yeah. the first and foremost. But for our show today, and, yeah. and the, the most pertinent point is yeah. everything else is in alignment. The, the yeah. awareness of the need for the Temple among Christians and Jews is there. The political gyrations of people saying they're for it, they're against mm-hmm. it, I'll allow it, mm-hmm. I won't allow it, mm-hmm. are there. And the, the, the implements, and the implements that, are, that are required for the temple exactly. are, are all created and made. All created and all of the dyes necessary the dyes. are yep. also ready. Everything yep. is ready yep. except one crucial one first crucial element. Thing. Yes. And uh, that is the red heifer. The red heifer. What? Red heifer? Right. What does red heifer have to do with anything? We first find the red heifer uh-huh. uh, listed in Numbers uh, 19. And it, huh. uh, God specifically speaks to Moses and tells him what you shall do with huh. the red heifer. Interesting. Uh, and, and, and it basically reads, uh, it's a statute the Lord has commanded. You must bring an unblemished red heifer that has no defect 
and has never been placed under a yoke. And then it goes on to how you implement it. But without so that... A totally pure a animal. totally pure animal. No spot, no blemish. No spot, no blemish. Never been in a yoke. Never been yoked. A female. A female virgin, yep. cow, yep. Un- under yep. two years, uh, under three years of age, yep. right? right? Right, So we have all this uh, other uh, indicia, as I keep saying, ready for a temple, mm-hmm. including Christian enthusiasm in certain circles that, mm-hmm. that understand the significance of a restored, resurrected third temple that Jesus talked about. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but the red heifer was to cleanse, uh, first and foremost, the priesthood from being defiled by death. Mm. And thus this injunction, this command, mm-hmm. this very strange mm-hmm. command yeah. to uh, sacrifice this red heifer, uh-huh. Sprinkle its blood toward the from the east toward the uh, opening of the altar of the temple or of the mishkan, the tent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then once he's done that, yeah, uh, burn this uh, heifer to ash. Okay, hang on a second. So, so all of that's the the process that that it goes through. Right. So, uh, before Numbers nine, is it nine? Chapter nine. Nineteen. Nineteen. Before nineteen. It talks about uh, preparing the Levites, the priests. It does. Making the priests pure. Making right. the priests. So all is that all part of necessary temple? Uh, would that need to happen as well? It's all part and parcel of uh, the temple restoration. Okay. Exactly. Okay. And, but without the red heifer, as we said, step number one, right. having all the temple yeah. ornaments, yeah, yeah. dyes, yeah, temple yeah. services, even the priesthood identified yeah. through DNA that yeah. they're kosher, as it were, yeah. Yeah. descendants of Aaron yeah. and, and Levites, yeah. all's ready except for the... Uh, necessary uh, first element, which is the red heifer. The red heifer. Now, I, I I know, I read, you told me, you turned me on to this, this is why we're talking about it, that uh, right now in Jerusalem, there is a- excitement. They're trying to actually raise a red heifer that fits this uh, criteria, right? Yeah, you are exactly right, and they've tried to do this for quite some time, actually. How long a certain a time? segment. Well, I think the first uh, excitement arose in about uh, the late 90s or so that okay. I remember okay. that they had these potential heifers. But before that, they were very much aware, people that were looking for the Messiah, Jews and Christians too, right. but to a far right. lesser degree, yes. of the need and necessity for a red heifer. Yeah. But, but there was it, it got stirred up to the point where they actually tried to raise one well, in the 90s. And, 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 and they've done it subsequently, but this present batch, they have present a batch, batch of five that, of all things, came from five. Texas. Wow, five red heifers that came are from Texas. Potential candidates. Yep, yep. That if they make it about another year, because they're about one year old, yep, so if they yep. make it another year, they would yep. be going into their third year, yep. which means yep. you could sacrifice one. Yep. Yep. Uh, and if they don't develop any disqualifying, uh, disqualifying uh, hairs, in other words, if they have... Sure, like even, a single white hair, for example. Right. If they have a, a yeah. something, a blemish, if yeah. they somehow get sick, anything, mm-hmm. inside mm-hmm. or out, mm-hmm. defiles them. Mm-hmm. So if this batch of five, if one, two, three, four, or five of them are all potential candidates, wow. they could, like we just said start the temple service because the priesthood who is now defiled mm-hmm. by death yes especially yes. in our culture yes we don't even think of defilement by visiting yeah. a dead person yes exactly or going to a graveyard and, mm-hmm. and visiting a grave 
but you cannot go on the temple with that defilement of death. Okay. This is interesting to me as a Christian because we are uh, talking about this red heifer being actually raised. The Jews are stirred up about it. Right. They're stirred up about it, and they want to do it, and they've been trying to do it since the 90s, and they've failed, obviously, a number of times. And and this, this red heifer uh, uh, coincides, and I'm going to get to this in a minute, but it coincides with Messiah, right? And I'm going to ask you to talk about that in a second. But it's... We we are also Christians are also stirred up, very stirred up, right? And we don't know each other, what each other is doing. Christians, most Christians, don't know anything about the red effort, right. right? So I didn't know anything until he told me, and and so wow, so the Jew the Jews are trying to they they want Messiah, they want Messiah, and and they're, they 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 know that Messiah is going to sit in the temple and rule in the temple, and they want to build it for him, right? They want to build it for him, and we want Messiah to come back, as it were, and rule in the temple, right? And and so so there there's this uh, co uh, irritation, co stirring up, co every you know we're, we're both independently of each other, uh, angst anxious about this and trying to do something about it. And every Christian I know, if I say, you think we're in the end times? I go, absolutely, absolutely. Everybody thinks that. So. I mean, it, it's not a coincidence that Jews and Christians are on the same page here in slightly different ways. Oh, that's exactly right. And <clears throat> just uh, to, to bring total clarification on this, many of the Jews are not looking for the Messiah, per se, to have the temple restored. They are looking at it as a duty that is upon uh, the Jews for, for God. It is God's temple. Oh, yeah. In order so, to have a temple service... They have to have right. So we, as right. Christians, of course, yeah. we believe yeah. from the New Testament that yeah. they are one in the same right. in a very mystical fashion. Right. Right. So when when right. we say they want to right. restore the temple to bring Messiah to rule, yes, yeah. that's Christian yeah. thought. But Christians, you're right. For the most part, for the most part, they would say, "Well, I I, I really do believe now that the third temple is important, right? So uh, let's just build it without any." requirement or concern about what is necessary given by God as the first step, the temple instruments, the precise dyes to be used in all of this stuff that's necessary to have a restored temple and temple sacrifices. Uh, And that's where it becomes a bit, um, should we say, novel in that you tell them that the first step before all of that, which we just said, all of it is ready, basically, except for the red heifer and of which now we have five potential candidates. Okay, so I want you to respond to this this story I, I, I downloaded today. Hmm. Um, the story goes that a non-Jew named Dama Ben Natina hmm. uh, visit, was visited by people from the temple seeking a gem, believed that he had, believing that he had, which was necessary for the high priest's ephod, or breastplate. When they appealed to him, and despite the offer of a large sum to do so, he refused. His father was sleeping on the key to the box, holding the gems, when the guests from Jerusalem arrived, and he did not want to disturb his dad. Um, As a reward for honoring his father, a red heifer was born into into Benatina's herd the following year, and he was able to sell it for the equivalent 
uh, money he would have earned had he sold right. the gems. Right, originally. Is that the first red heifer? Well, that's uh, w- what they call midrash. That's a story that yeah, yeah. you have to... Yeah. It's, it's, they're similar to parables, mm-hmm. so it's a midrashic story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and basically, it's just honoring the honor your father and mother mm-hmm. above this mm-hmm. uh, this other. Mm-hmm. And even if you do the first thing first, mm-hmm. uh, eventually it will all work itself out. So it's a midrashic mm-hmm. story. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, for our purposes, though, we're not talking midrash or parable or parallelism no, parallelisms we're here. We're talking. We have five actual candidates yeah. sitting in Israel. Shipped by Texas ranchers yeah. uh, fairly recently in Israel, waiting to see if they will become uh, acceptable the, candidates. The red heifer or, or that they need right now. That they right. need. This right. will right. be right. number 10. So so the great uh, 12th century rabbi, uh, Maimonides, Mammonies. Mammonides, held that there were only nine red heifers used throughout the second temple, which is Herod's temple, right? Right. Nine red heifers used throughout the second temple, and the arrival of the tenth red heifer would only be found and sacrificed when Messiah was ready to appear. That's exactly right. That's what that's what he said in the twelfth century. Right. Right. Yeah. And Jews and Christians see different nuance in the red heifer, of course, but the significance is great. Right. All the same, which is what I alluded to a second ago. So uh, there's been nine of them. There Only has, nine. According to legend, wow. there's been nine wow. sacrificed from the time of the Mishkan. So mm-hmm. we have the Mishkan, Solomon's mm-hmm. Temple, Herod's mm-hmm. Temple, which was mm-hmm. the time of Jesus, and what's coming that we refer to as the Third mm. Temple, that there's only been nine uh, times it's been needed to have the ashes of a red heifer. And they have different legends and theories mm. about some were mixed with the old and the new, but it carried them through all these centuries. Mm. And Mammonides said in the 12th century, right, yes. he was a great rabbi, yes. uh, very well respected today, that in his calculations that there were only nine produced up to uh, the destruction of the temple. And when the 10th one is here, so he was very prophetic in the, in the sense that he believed against all odds that there would be a third temple yeah. In spite of the facts yeah. on the ground. Well, we, but we also, the facts on the ground meaning that they don't even have access to the Temple Mount right now. Well, right? in Mammonides' yeah. day, yeah. they were actively killed and persecuted yeah. and yeah. had gone through the Crusades and, 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 wow. and blamed all kinds of uh, mm. uh, killing Christian children on pa- I mean, just everything under the sun. And yet they always held on to the fact that there would be a restoration because God promised it in His Word. And Mammonides wrote about that, and he wrote about the tenth one will will presage the arrival of Messiah. Or in other words, when that's done, when that's in use, that will be Messiah's day. Well, we know this from our previous talks, Jeff. We've talked about other parallelisms where the seventh day, that we're in the end of the sixth day, and Messiah will come. These are called days of Messiah and so mm-hmm. on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So everything is rushing to a culmination it here. It is. It is. Yeah. And so, so yeah, we talked about just to review the the Jewish calendar. Uh, on the sixth day, Messiah will show up. Right, right that's year correct. the year six thousand. Right, because to because with God a day is like a thousand years. Right? right, so on the sixth day or the six thousandth year, right, Messiah will come. Right, according to the Jewish calendar. Right, and we are 
57, no, 58, something. Uh, depends on which calendar you talk, told me about. Right. But, but we're very close. We're very, very close, especially if you consider how the calendars have been somewhat manipulated mm-hmm. over the years. Mm-hmm. And if you also consider the fact of the cusps mm-hmm. when he came the first time. Yeah. But these are called, according to ancient rabbinic designations yeah. of these epoch of times, yeah. these are called... Yeah. Uh, Yomim Shal Mashiach, Days of Messiah. Days of Messiah. So it's all of this is not just happenstance. And here we are talking in this program about a very obscure chapter, mm-hmm. very obscure reference to the necessity of a red heifer. And that begs us, Jeff, to say, okay, there's all kinds of parallelisms here, but where have we ever seen a cow before? Oh, uh, don't tell me. Don't tell me. Uh, wait. Uh, um uh, Mount Sinai. <laughs> Mount Sinai. And where did this uh, red heifer uh, injunction to kill one come down also at Mount Sinai? In other words, in the, uh, Exodus 32, we can read about the golden calf. The golden Moses calf. Came down, yes. And they had made this golden calf. Yes. And yes. in the same way that it was to be uh, burned, killed, if yes. you were, yes. sacrificed, yes. if you will. Wow. The, the golden calf made of human hands. Wow. Wow. Uh, God also is saying, now I want you to take a red one that signifies all kinds of things, perhaps oh blood, blood, a red heifer, yeah, of the, the life is in the blood, yes. God gave it to you on the altar, Wow! all, all of these uh, parallels. And he yep. said, I want you to, Moses told Ah, the sizzle of McDonald's sausage. It's enough to make you crave your favorite breakfasts. Enough to head over to McDonald's. Enough to make you really wish this commercial were scratch and sniff. And if you're a sausage person, now get two satisfyingly savory sausage McGriddles, sausage biscuits, or sausage burritos for just $3.33. Or mix and match. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, the people, now that I put this in water, I want you to drink it. So in other words, they consumed their sin. Hang on a second. got to go slower for me here. Okay. So the red heifer. Right. Is a is an undoing of the sin of worshiping the golden calf. That's how many people connect right. it. Yeah, and it makes sense to me. Right, that's what you okay, want to do. Okay, an undoing of that of that sin, which how many people were died from that? Right, and and there After was a that? plague, and we yeah. can read right before in chapter sixteen of yeah. Numbers that just yeah. presages yeah. this uh, verse of uh, yeah. the red heifer. There was fourteen thousand seven hundred men plus two hundred and fifty men who did the offering. Yeah. So we have darn near fifteen thousand people dying. Wow. God never came to bring death; He came to bring life. life so that's right. what the red heifer is undoing: that's, is the whole death. Yeah, the whole thing. The right. whole thing. Yeah. That's really cool. Which is what our whole topic of the Bible is about. We always say that. What is the subject? The subject is one. The Mm. subject is Mm. restoration, redemption, the gula, bringing you back. There are many topics and themes, and the red heifer is one, but it all fits under how do we get back to what was tricked 
out of us by what we call the serpent or the devil. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's amazing. So, so yeah, the, the going back to Eden even, right? Eden right. Was, was, everything was great. Everything was great. Then they had a problem. Then they did a the wrong thing. Yeah. And they got thrown out, right? right. And, and so that, that mistake, right, God set a plan in place to redeem mankind or humankind, right, from that sin. The undoing. Right? The undoing, right? right? Exactly. And so now we've also talked about this in previous shows right. about types. Right. Right? So here we have the, the the golden calf is symbolic or a type of uh, idolatry, right? Okay? It's actual idolatry, right? And, and uh, now the red heifer is an undoing of that. And taking something that's similar. Yep. But slightly different. Yep. And it's undoing yep. what the Israelites did. They yep. brought death. Yep. And Moses had to intercede for, intercede for the people on Sinai to God when he, you know, uh, discovered or, or verified that they were worshiping. Yeah. And by the way, the Hebrew makes it clear that it's pretty obvious there was connotations at least of a lot of sexual impropriety going on at the same time, which was all part of the Near Eastern worship of these bulls, of these cows, of these heifers, wow. of which there were many types in the Middle East. And, and God is undoing it with this red heifer, and there's plenty of symbolism to show why and, and how. And one of which is, of course, you had to be sprinkled with the red heifer's ashes and living water, Ma'im Hamim, living water. And there's something else in the water. Well, uh, what they, else? they what put else cedar, hyssop, and some kind of a red dye substance huh. that the huh. Temple Institute has recreated. It's already done. So, again, we're just back to what's... <laughs> unlike wow. Christianity, who just says maybe, let's just build the temple. Let's just build one. Yeah. Well, there's steps. There's yeah. order. Yeah, and and God is big on order. Yeah, and we can read yeah. about before the red heifer uh, chapter nineteen. Like you said, there's all this other stuff going on. There was the yeah. golden calf made by human hands, and God had to intercede mm-hmm. intercede on their behalf, not to wipe them all out. Mm-hmm. He said, "Lest Egypt say you you're done with them." It sounds like replacement theology, right? Mm-hmm. God's done with the Jews, mm-hmm. really, right? So it sounds very close, but yeah. Egypt was also the world, and that's what the world says. God's done with the Jews. It's it's us Christians now, you know, replacement theology. Replacement theology. So uh, we're going to post uh, a video on our Facebook page that is between a Christian and an Orthodox Jew, hmm. and where the red heifer is talked about, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But the other thing that's really cool for, I think, our audience is to observe a Jew and a Christian in civil discussion right. about the Bible. Right, right. You know, it's very, very, I think it's a very powerful, we've just talked about it a few minutes here, and uh, it's it's a powerful, powerful demonstration of what can happen. Right. Okay? Uh, and, and one of the things that I, I noticed is we talked about the belt buckle and the belt. Right. That Israel is the belt and Jesus is the buckle. Right. And we have the buckle. Right. And the Jews have the belt. Yeah. And our pants are down because we can't join them together. And both of us think we're <laughs> like the emperor's new clothes. We both are fully clothed. Yeah. yeah. Well, we've talked about this before. And so so uh, it's evident for me as I was watching the video that that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. You know, because the, the Orthodox Jew, who's a very good man, a very wise man, very, very smart man, and the Christian, who's very wise, very smart, okay, and... And they, there are times when they would completely agree 
And there was a time when you just said a minute ago where where the Orthodox Jew said, oh, you said that to me ten times and I never got it till now, you know? And and then there was the then there was the time when uh, the the Christian man was making his really really amazing point, and it blew right by the Orthodox guy mm-hmm. because he was giving a Christian interpretation of a Jewish thing, right? Right. And the Jew doesn't have that understanding, right? And so uh, it, it just was. It, to me, it was such a, a rewarding thing for. Uh, thank you for that uh, to watch. And I just want to recommend it to, uh, recommend it to our audience. Well, I think that uh, we always have to remember as Christians that we have the New Testament writings and the Jews do not. They've, they've basically rejected them for all kinds of historical reasons. But the New Testament writings are predominantly very apocryphal. Well, they let, are let before, end times. Go, before you go forward with that thought and don't lose mm-hmm. it, it's also true that we Christians look at the Old Testament and say the same thing. Right. We don't. That's past. It's past. We don't need that we anymore. We don't need it. That's for them. Exactly. Now, maybe not our audience entirely. And, right. and maybe with this restoration yeah. that's happening, people are becoming far more aware, for yeah. good and bad. There's yeah. excesses on yeah. both sides. Sure. But the idea of, I think it's important, Jeff, or just in your last comment, that we say again, all of these writings are Jewish in their concepts. Written by Jews. Uh, that That's right. That all, all the Old Testament... That, is all the background, the layout uh-huh. of humanity. Yes, humanity. This is how humanity yes. acts and reacts yes. to things that are above their yep. intellectual level in yep. this dimension we're constrained by yep. to understand. And yet God prepared Israel for yes. thousands of years yes. just so they would have the idea of the concepts, the people, the places, yep. the sanctity, yep. the reality of God in the spirit yep. realm. Yep. And then, you know, 400 years since the last prophet in the Old Testament or so, we have the New Testament writings, which by that time they became very apocryphal in their thought. And so we as Christians sometimes only focus on these apocryphal writings to the uh, detriment of focusing on, wait a minute, thus the red heifer, that has to be first for this temple to happen. And, And so both have to happen. The buckle has to be used with the belt. The belt has to be last with the buckle, yeah. and thus you have Christians and Jews. Yeah, exactly. Less, they're both necessary. Right. Both essential. Right. And and uh, that's and that's true of the Old and the New Testaments as well. Right. And and you get to the question of Jeff. You asked me this before, and I've been asked this many times about many subjects that I might start talking to somebody, a friend that's maybe not a believer or not yeah. even clued in, and they'll say, "Why does it matter?" So what? What does it matter? And as we've discussed, Jeff, all of these topics only matter mm. if they matter to you. So right. in other words, right. if if I'm a great painter, yeah. all painting matters. Don't you see the artwork and the beauty yeah. and what he's saying and the brush? Color. And the, yeah. It's, yeah. If you're a great musician, can't yeah. you hear that? Don't, don't you, you see the beat and the math and yeah. the beauty? Yeah. It doesn't. But if you're just a, a basically somebody without any training in the arts at all, quite like myself, you yeah. might be tempted to say, what does it matter? What do, why would I want to go into what, the what's the big deal? museum to see that or this or this thing? You know, it doesn't matter. But if to our audience yeah. this matters, yeah. in other words, Messiah is coming. Yes. God is true and real. Yes. We see the chaos in our age. There's yes. going to be a rebuilt third temple. Yes. This idea of the red heifer yes. as the necessary yes 
prerequisite to yeah. all the rest that's in place and becoming more aligned as we go every day as a necessity. And we don't just dismiss it because our New Testament documents are now apocalyptic and we think, well, who cares? Just build a temple. Just do it. Just do it without any <laughs> sense of how to do it. Yeah, or, right, the process the as process. you, as you And that's the thing about uh, what the Jews can bring to us. You know, they, uh, you know, in Christian circles, we call it liturgy, right, which is service mm-hmm. in, in Latin. But uh, the Jews, uh, it's not just that. It's that their lives, the way they live, right. is ordered. Right. Right? Right. Right. The, 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 the Passover, for instance, is called the Passover Seder, mm-hmm. the order of the Passover. Yeah. Aaron's bud, as we said in that very chapter, the, the parshot where yeah. everything's broken out, yep. uh, that parshot, Aaron's bud, right before that, blooms in contrast to the uh, uh, staves of the other leaders of Israel. So in other words, God is again showing after this yeah. rebellion by Korah in which yeah. thousands died, mm-hmm. he is showing, wait, I have an order. Aaron's bud bloomed. It it developed uh, almonds and, and so on. None of the other staffs did. God is showing in not just by bringing judgment of death, but also a favor, which is also a parallel picture of someday we as Christians, we also hope to live in a land of blooming and sustenance Amen. and goodness. That's, right. that's, that's what our that's apocalyptic right. New Testament yep. books tell us about. Yep. Yep. And God has an order. So everything is orderly. And it's quite sometimes contrary to what Christians think. It's all the same. It doesn't matter. God did away with it. We're all equal. No, God has still an order Mm -hmm. to things. And God forbid we should go against his order. God forbid. I think there's a price to pay. Right, right. To going for going ahead of God, right, uh, and and even even in our daily lives, there's a price to pay for being ahead of God, right. We're supposed we're we're told in the New Testament to keep in step with God, right, right, and that's what Jews focus on, right, keeping in step. The, it's an ordered life, the correct order of the yeah. priesthood, and so yeah. on. Now, of course, we have a different priesthood, and so on, and we understand that, but it doesn't do away with the originating priesthood that God gave. And all of this goes back to the first sin as people. They, they, they made the golden calf. They broke the very first commandment that God gave. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. And right away, well, Aaron's, uh, Moses is taking too long on the mountain. He's really embarrassing us. Uh, how can he be up there so long? I'll make a God and I will worship it. Mm. And that's what they did. The mm. very first commandment of mm. the Decalogue, y- yeah. the Ten Commandments Thou that shalt God gave. have no other, other gods. And worship it. And that's yep. exactly what they did. Okay, so, so Neil, is there anything you want to say at the end here about... So I, 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 I want folks to know that everything we just talked about, the last ten minutes, is is proof of why the Red Heifer is necessary. Right? It's 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 not just stuck in there in numbers for nothing. Right. If it matters to anybody, then it matters. And yeah. if it matters to you, then the order matters. Yeah. There must be a third temple, yeah. then the order of getting a third temple getting also it. matters yes, exactly. for, for priesthood. And as we look ahead, and we won't necessarily do it now, but Jesus paralleled the red heifer so many times. He was most oh, likely wow. crucified to the east of the Mishkan, which is where they said, you shall sprinkle your blood. Because if you just read not where the traditional sites are 
especially uh, the Catholic site, because that's like to the west or something. Mm -hmm. But if you read the account, they're looking eastward. They're seeing a a, a veil rent. They're seeing all kinds of problems. This is where the red heifer was crucified on Mount of Olives, where Jesus most likely had to have been crucified for the centurion and others to say they saw the rent in the temple and so on and so forth. Or when they pierced Jesus' side, I always wondered, water and blood. Well, that's exactly what the water lustration, the purifying waters of the red heifer are. Out came water. Mm. Water will make you pure. Mm. And the blood from the first, when they killed it and first sprinkled it toward the east of the Mm. opening of the temple was situated there. So all this occurred at basically uh, where he would pray at Gethsemane on the Mount of Olives. And Jesus made other allusions. My yoke is easy. Well, he, this was an obvious connection to the yoke of the red heifer. And when he said, if any of you thirst, and he told the woman at the well, I'll give you living water, Ma'im Hamim, uh, 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 water from like a spring. And this is where he healed at the Siloam pool, where they got the water from the spring of the Gihon spring. It was living water. It was moving. It wasn't just caught in a cistern. So, again, Jesus gave all these illusions where he, again, made himself the Torah. So you can't distinguish the New Testament writings and say, I only care about this without having that background of things like the red heifer and how Jesus equated himself with that red heifer. This has been a great discussion for this episode of Israel, Why is the Middle East Important?, I look forward to how this continues to unfold. As you can tell, Neil and I enjoy talking about the subject as it helps us to get to the root of the matter about God and why Israel and the Middle East are so important. Thank you for listening to this podcast, and we would love to hear from you. Visit us at our home at Spreaker.com. Israel, why is the Middle East important? That's Spreaker.com. Israel, why is the Middle East important? And you can find us on Facebook using that same title. And you can email us at whyisthemiddleeastimportant at gmail.com. That's whyisthemiddleeastimportant at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. If you like what you hear, please invite your friends to the conversation. One thing Neil and I always say to each other is, I don't know. Because the only way we know is to not know. Once you have it all figured out, you stop learning. And that state of mind is what helps us to learn and grow. We invite you into that journey with us. From Neil Johnson and me, Jeff Pelletier, Shalom, and see you next time.
sizzle of McDonald's sausage. It's enough to make you crave your favorite breakfasts. Enough to head over to McDonald's. Enough to make you really wish this commercial were scratch and sniff. And if you're a sausage person, now get two satisfyingly savory sausage McGriddles, sausage biscuits, or sausage burritos for just $3.33. Or mix and match. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.